I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. I am pleased to be joined today uh, by uh, Jill Brown, author of a new book with the best title I've seen in many years. We're stronger than we look, insights and encouragement for the caregiver's journey. So I know you'll be very, very much looking forward to what insights and encouragements that um, Jill has learned and is teaching. Jill, let's start by uh, talking about your background. Okay. Well, I am definitely a Midwesterner, Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma, and my college degree was actually in art, and I was hoping to set the world on fire, but I wasn't good enough, I wasn't passionate enough, and I definitely wasn't disciplined enough. So that kind of went by the wayside. In my early 20s, my father was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I watched how my mother stepped up to do what was needed as a caregiver. And um, I moved to California for a complete change and met my Navy husband there. Um, After several pregnancy losses, we adopted a little girl from Nepal. And that is when I started writing. What in particular prompted you to put pen to paper and start writing this book? Okay, this, um, I, I say this so often, but it's because it's what comes to my mind. This is the book I wish somebody had given me when David and I came home from Craig Hospital four months after his accident, and I was home with a quadriplegic husband. I think I would have to say at that time, any first person blog or article or story that touched on my new reality was just priceless. I would read them over and over and over. And um, not so much for the advice, as for the comfort of having a fellow pilgrim who really understood where I was. So that years and years later, I realized I still wanted that, which meant other caregivers probably did too. And that's why I started writing. What in particular prompted you to put pen to paper and start writing this book? I I say this so often, but it's because it's what comes to my mind. This is the book I wish somebody had given me when David and I came home from Craig Hospital four months after his accident, and I was home with a quadriplegic husband. I think I would have to say at that time, any first person blog or article or story that touched on my new reality was just priceless. I would read them over and over and over. And um, not so much for the advice as for the comfort of having a fellow pilgrim who really understood where I was. So that years and years later, I realized I still wanted that, which meant other caregivers probably did too. And that's why I started writing. So for caregivers who, when we feel burnt out and we feel discouraged, what's your advice for keeping us going? You know, that really is a hard one. I think you keep going because you have to. But while you're doing that, you look for ways to be encouraged. And for me, knowing, I know the people who will really listen to me. 
And um, if I'm honest with them, that is key. If they've had some caregiver experience, that is great. It's wonderful. But the main thing is that they care about you. Hey, walk me through the book. I'm a caregiver. I love the title, which I do. Um, and I pick up the book and I open the first page. What is the journey that you want to take me on by the time I close the book after reading the last page? Every chapter is extremely short. So if you're in the middle of caring for your person, you should be able to get through, through a paragraph, through a chapter. And so it's, it's to welcome you into the book and say, this is accessible to you. It is supposed to give you a sense of, I need to be connected. I recognize the need to be connected. This book is a connection and that's a good thing, but I also need to be connected with people. And it's going to walk, walk you through different connections, probably more than anything else. I give, you know, some things that I've learned, but it's, it's, it's not a heavy information book. It is a book that I hope will lift, will lift you up. And you'll think, wow, some of it's, it's right gritty, you're right in there with, you know, the most basic of the caregiver needs. But at the same time, you begin to realize what I'm doing is, it's an amazing thing. And, and I want you to see who you really are when you're wiping somebody's bottom or whatever, whatever you're having to do. And to, and to recognize I am, I am doing God's probably greatest job. Jill, how can we as caregivers get our friends and families, loved ones, neighbors, work partners who are going through caregiving, how do we get them to understand what we're going through? My mother had horrible arthritis, terribly, terribly painful. And she found herself getting frustrated that people didn't understand that. She went to a conference one time and in it, they said, you cannot expect anybody to understand what you're going through unless they are also going through it. And I've thought of that so many times. I think it's totally true of caregivers. Now, one thing that has helped me is when I have journaled sometimes, it gives me the words for myself, and then I can also pass those words on to somebody else. Journaling is such a valuable tool for us as caregivers. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that, um, many years ago, Dr. Penny Baker um, discovered this theory that I guess anyone would have known, but um, when you are, are upset and you're angry and you don't want to say to your sister-in-law who didn't do this or that, and you write it down, it mm -hmm. actually, exports the emotions. You're now release those emotions um, from yourself into the paper. Then I would say burn that. Don't. <laughs> so uh, is, has journaling helped you in that way? Yes, I would. Sometimes I actually work myself up more with it. So that doesn't <laughs> always work. But for the most part, I think getting it out helps me to look at it then. And I can see, is this really reasonable? And then I can also see, is this something I can pass on so that somebody would understand? What would you like to say to family caregivers who feel isolated and that nobody gets what they're going through and that maybe they're the only one in the world going through this? Well, first of all, I would say, if you can bring other people into your life, do it. Um, but if you can't, 
probably the main point for me is what what are you naming your experience? So it's like if somebody says, I'm just a mother. Okay, there's a lot to motherhood. It's exhausting, it's tedious, but it is full of treasures. And as a caregiver, if you can dig deeper into what it is that you're doing and try looking at the different parts of it, um, then maybe you can recognize the significance of what you're doing and then keep looking for people who can join you. And how important a job it is. We always say that family caregiver has become the CEO of Caring for the Loved One Inc. And they're the, it's the most important organization they'll mm. ever be involved with in their life. Ah. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I know things have happened in me that could not have happened any other way. And they've been good things. Yeah, the growth that comes with it. Nobody walked into this going, hey, I'd like to grow as a person. So why don't mm -hmm. I have this? Jill, when do you think caregivers should consider other care solutions for their loved ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, most of my book is about like my kind of situation, but there are two chapters in the very end from other caregivers. And both of them dealt with a parent or a husband who had Alzheimer's, one was early Alzheimer's. And in the one with early Alzheimer's, she had to deal with this. And basically she said, um, she began to realize that her husband was no longer really safe with her. She, she, it was, it was beyond her. And I think most caregivers can tell. You, you can tell when the situation is getting beyond you because of medical demands, your own mental or physical fatigue, or if you no longer have the strength to do what you need to do. Um, David's accident happened almost 13 years ago now, and we are both now in our 60s. And so we've brought in more home, home health care. And we recognize that someday, someday we may need to change totally. We don't like to think about it. But when that time is coming, I believe we'll know. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the emotions that I think no caregivers deserve is embarrassment, shame, fear. Um, I can't do this, so I'm not as good a person as I could be. I need to do this alone. I can't involve anybody else. If you're the CEO of Caring for Your Loved One Inc., you have to have a team, uh, a professional and social and family team that you're putting together, that you're managing, that you're in charge of. And if it's time for different kind of setting, like long-term care facility, then your job is to find the best place and stay involved and, uh, and move as the situation moves. Yes, I'm in total agreement with you. And part of what can happen then is you can be an advocate for your person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because they're needed in those facilities. That's a great word. That's I think being a caregiving advocate for your loved one mm -hmm. is, is really a, a primary job that we have. And I know that uh, your book deals with, deals with that because of what you went through. Right, yeah. One of the, um, okay, the title, We're Stronger Than We Look, that actually comes from the idea that um, caregivers are like a safety net for their person, but then the whole field of caregiving is like a huge safety net, and each caregiver is part of that net. 
And um, like, like a net, we are stronger than we look. A safety net doesn't look that strong, but it is so strong. And so you're right, we need that team. Jill, what would be the one most important takeaway that you'd like uh, caregivers to have once they finished your book? Years ago, I read that um, Victor Hugo, you know, the author of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, that his works caught on and endured not so much because of the excellence of the writing, but because people reading them thought, yes, I have felt that way. And that is, that is what I really am hoping for from this book, that you might learn a few things from it. But more than that, I hope it brings the deep encouragement that comes from this kind of connection. I know this book is written from your specific worldview, but I also know that you designed it so that anybody at all who's a caregiver can pick it up, learn from it, and benefit from it. How did you do that? It's kind of hard when you are trying to be not this and not that, you know, and you're dithering around in the middle, but that's really how I, how I did it. So, um, you know, I mentioned God in the book, but it's not, it's not like a devotional. It's, there are chapters where there's nothing whatsoever that you, you wouldn't even know what my worldview is. Um, I don't know, some of it probably succeeds better than others, but people who have read some of the sections um, said, yeah, th this would work for my aunt so-and-so and she hates church. As long as it works for her and she's a caregiver, God bless her. Yep, yep, yeah. So that's my hope, is that people would not be put off by that possibility.